Welcome to the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. I'm thinking why, yeah, Episode 110 of the South to Six podcast. We are part of the Stadium Scene.tv network and part of the Overtime Media crew. It happened. It finally happened. After a couple of months of speculation as to when this is going to happen, the Toronto Blue Jays finally got the best name in baseball, Socrates Brito. He's coming to the team. No, I kid. Um, joining me today to discuss the breaking news of Kevin Pillar being traded from the Blue Jays is Richard Burfer, who has his hands in so many things that I just don't have a, enough breath to list them all. So, Rich, what's going on, man? How's it going, dude? Ah, <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, it happened. Kevin Pillar has been traded to the Giants after a couple of months, maybe even, if you want to shorten it, a couple of weeks of speculation. Um, we always thought it was a matter of when, not if, but here we are. What are your immediate reaction? What is your immediate reaction, rather, to the Kevin Pillar trade? I mean, if I can kind of bring up a quick analogy here with this one, um, it's like you have a a person in your um, just a person you know, um, not a cl- let's go with, let's go with not a close person. They're like slowly dying, and you kind of expect it to happen. Yet it doesn't hurt as bad at them because you're you're just used to it. This is kind of morbid, but I feel like the <laughs> thing can be. This is horrible. Um, sorry to piss on anybody's parade. You gotta keep but going with it, though. But yeah, this is kind of how it felt with Kevin Pillar. Like the writing was on the wall. You just kind of you kind of see that he doesn't fit there. Uh, Grichik is kind of taking over the center field spot. Anthony Alford had an insanely impressive spring. Um, you have Teoscar Hernandez, Billy McKinney. You have so many guys in in the farm system. The team's going through a transition phase. It's a rebuild, and guys like Kevin Pillar, they just it, they just don't fit. And um, this was this is going to happen eventually, and it happened today. And I mean, it's time to move on. I think. I think this is a good move for the Jays. Just for the Jays, just general thoughts. But I, I, I'm I'm curious to see what happens now. Um, who gets called up? Who gets more playing time in the outfield? This is exciting. Um, so the the recent news is that Anthony Alford is in Toronto and will be playing tonight. So he is now on the 25 man. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's that. There was rumors that this was going to happen on opening day because I think the the tale was that Jeff Blair saw him in Toronto and announced it on the radio, and we were all thinking that this was going to go down. Apparently it was Rowdy Telez instead, which I'm cool with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we go. The Superman era in Toronto is dead. Uh, I'll use the Our Lady Peace pun for that as a, you know the Canadian band. But it's... It, I don't know. I think you're right. I think you hit it on the head. It was it was only a matter of time. Um, the writing was on the wall for Kevin Pillar. Uh, at this point in his career, he's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. We should know by now what Kevin Pillar is. He hasn't improved. He's hit his ceiling. So to give opportunities to, say, an Anthony Alford or a Randall Grichuk to hit their ceiling and who are... Uh, under more control right now in terms of contract than Kevin Pillar, it seems like this move made the most sense for the front office. And I don't think this has anything to do with purging away the Anthopolis era. Mm -hmm. Um, And touching on that, only Stroman, Sanchez, Smoke, Tapera, and Travis remain 
from the 2015-2016 runs. Um, but regardless of... Let's not, forget, let's not forget about Dalton Pompey. He might be hurt, but he's still there. He is. Yeah. Kind of. Kind and they're of. holding in, on to him. In spirit. He's <laughs> yeah. a ADL or IL right IL, now. So. yeah. Uh-huh. So we, as as a Canadian, I kind of know he's around. Yeah, he's always there. Um, but yeah, it, it just seemed like there was nothing more that Kevin Pillar can provide for the Blue Jays at this point. Um, I predicted early that he was going to get traded come mid-May. I was obviously a month off from that because usually Kevin Pillar goes on these torrid starts at the plate. And I'm thinking, well, you might as well sell high. Blue Jays wasted no time. So this at the very least, lends to the eagerness of them wanting to move on from them and forming this new identity. And just, you, you kind of covered a lot of stuff in that, but just to go back and touch on some of your points, I don't think this move really is about just moving everyone from the Antopolis era out. I just think that just how sports work in general, it, it, sports is a cycle. You, it, like something happens and i mean four four or five years ago that was the jays it was a small window but that was the jays window to win and kevin pilar was a very important part of what the jays were trying to do and i mean now we see what the team's trying to become we see what they're doing you have to kind of move them out it's not it has nothing to do with the topless at this point and you kind of said you Kevin Pillar is 30 years old. He was drafted, I think, 979th overall. And the yeah, fact he that he yeah. made it to the majors, let alone just been really, really good at, for parts of his career, is just insane because a lot of guys that get drafted um, late in, dra- in, in, in MLB draft, they just don't make it. They don't, they don't make it past double A ball, you know? And, like, I have a scouting background, and I'm very familiar with how the draft works. And, like, these, this doesn't happen often. There's a very, very slim chance of guys that late in, in the draft making it this far. So the fact that Kevin Pillar made it this far is incredible. But, like you said, he's 30 years old. We kind of know what Kevin Pillar is all about. He's going to play some good defense, which has been declining over the past three years steadily. And his bat is it's just not it's not a worthy bat. Um, to have in the lineup if you have a guy who's not even going to have an on-base percentage of 300 who I mean you got to try to go uh, somewhere else and I know with with prospects it's a crapshoot Anthony Alford had an insanely good spring and we were promised that Anthony Alford's going to come up Um, obviously injuries kind of delayed it and at the the same time we have no idea what's going to happen with Anthony Alford he might just fall Mm -hmm. flat on his head but the thing is we know what Kevin Pillar is going to bring. We have no idea what Anthony Alford's going to bring. Um, and I think at this point, it's just worth the risk. It's better to take a risk on this uh, this super athletic outfielder than rem- stay with the stick with the status quo and stay with a guy who can get on base 30% of the time. And it's also that Kevin Pillar had one more year of arbitration. And we knew that the Blue Jays weren't going to uh, keep him on the team or sign him to an extension or what have you. Um, if, if they were to keep him past this year into 2020, he would have been 31, 32 approaching free agency. I'm not comfortable giving uh, a lengthy contract, let alone like three or four years to a guy uh, that old. I don't care who you are. Um, so given that Anthony Alfred, as you mentioned, had a great spring training, um, perhaps, and I've argued that he's the most athletic member on the Blue Jays roster, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with that. I think yeah. he's the most athletic guy in the entire team across all systems. 
Right. And he, he you don't you're right. You don't know exactly what he's going to become, but we know what Kevin Pillar is. And what Kevin Pillar is is someone that did help the Blue Jays reach their heights in 2015 and 16, but beyond that, uh, he's not a guy that you can anchor your outfield around. I'd, I'm much more comfortable having a, a trio of, say, Gritchuk, uh, Tay Oscar, and Alfred and mess with that or even throw him McKinney, whatever, and see how that works than trot out Kevin Pillar just because of what? Love from some fans? I, I, these are the moves you have to make. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. <laughs> And I think, especially in terms of Alfred, just watching him uh, play in the minors and all the way up to this spring, like you, I think the spring was kind of legit. Like I don't think it was just a whole bunch of eyewash. I think what we saw from Anthony Alfred is something. There's something there. Um, I've, I actually wrote a story for Jay's Journal a couple, like about a week ago about the adjustments he's made at the plate, and he just looks a, like a different hitter at, um, in this point in time. Like he changed the way he, uh, he he changed the placement of his hands. He's able to generate more bat speed. He's more leveled in his swing now. And we hear this a lot with prospects. It's that power usually comes last. That's the tool that gets developed last. And right now, it kind of seems like that power is starting to come. And that all comes down to just betting on the athlete. Anthony Alford has all the tools to be a good uh, player on the next level. And I think this is his moment to to really shine on on the major league level. And the thing is, yeah, the Jays have a ton of young kids right now. Oscar, Billy McKinney, now Alfred. And I think this is just going to be a great year to just see what you have in these players because, I mean, the chances of the Blue Jays having a team of Vladdy, Bo Bichette, Kevin, Kevin Smith, uh, Kevin Biggio, T. Oscar, Billy McKinney, Alfred, Danny Jansen, all by like 2021, 2022. It seems like that's kind of the dream of uh, Blue Jays Twitter. But, I mean, when does that ever work out in my mind it's more like you're gonna find some gems out of that kind of like yeah. what the Chicago cubs have or what the, uh, or what the uh, houston astros have you're gonna find four or five gems and the rest you can always ship them off find find the right tools the veteran tools that can round out your roster and then you can compete i think a lot of fans just have this dream of having a team of superstars all at the age of 23 all super controllable that's just not going to happen but it's this is a good year to see which which one of these kids is has the potential to kind of run with the position for the for the next five ten years. And then the guys who are just borderline or the guys who just don't fit, maybe a guy like Teoscar Hernandez, maybe a guy like Billy McKinney, those could be like very valuable tradable assets with which the Jays can get a piece like at the at the trade le- deadline like they did a couple a few years back with a David Price. The, the types of pieces that get them over the edge and help them compete for a World Series come playoff time. No, for sure. And when you when you remember or recall what we traded away for uh, guys like Tay Oscar or to get a sorry to get a guy like Tay Oscar to get a guy like Billy McKinney or Drury, it, it's it's pretty much a wash at this point, right? And the great part about this with Anthony Alford playing, uh, there's no pressure. There's absolutely no pressure. There's no standard right now. It's just you have to play to the best of your ability, which I have no doubt that he will. But right now is the perfect time to let these kids develop. I've said it over and over. I can't remember the last time as a Blue Jays fan that I can recall such a surge 
of prospects taking over the team and forming a new identity. It's usually one prospect here, one prospect here that we wait on and see if they develop. I remember uh, being so down when the Blue Jays traded away Brett Wallace to the Houston Astros. I was like, well, there goes our future. And like you, you're right. So that lends credence to you never know with prospects. But it's great that you can have so many come up at once and you can see them develop in front of your eyes and say, all right, this is a brand new team. And that, to me, is what makes this year so exciting. And yeah, just to speak on that point, I just think baseball is just in general becoming such a younger sport. Uh, maybe not across fan bases, which is just a problem in itself. But I, I feel like when it comes to the players, you just see so many young guys getting going through the systems and making it to the major leagues. And you see it everywhere. And there's there's so much more hype surrounding prospects now. A lot more prospects actually make it to um, the major leagues. So that's why this this is kind of like a new feeling because the Jays have never had this kind of like all these star prospects before. Mm-hmm. But I think the same kind of applies to every MLB team, and that just speaks to the fact that teams are using spending a ton of money on player development now. Teams are changing the ways they do scouting, like. You, you go to spring training, everyone's using rap sodas. Everyone's using different types of technology for player development. So now just because of the amount of money and the amount of emphasis that's placed on player development, you see these, these farm systems just have so much talent and everything's going through the system. And it all started with teams like the Chicago Cubs, teams like the Houston Astros. Um, and I think this is kind of where we're at in Major League Baseball now, and it's a very exciting time. Well, it's certainly no uh, secret that the Blue Jays are trying to get younger. After being one of the oldest teams, if not the oldest team in baseball, I think it's a long overdue. So in return for this trade of Kevin Pillar, they got uh, righty Derek Law. I guess you can call him utility man, Alan Hansen, and right-handed pitcher Juan De Paula. And I think De Paula is the guy that is going to be centered in this trade as like the chip to see if it, it works out. Um, Derek Law has spent three years with the Giants as a reliever. The numbers don't really jump off the page. Um, his career ERA is pretty good. It's 3.83. Uh, strikeout rate is pretty above average. It's 22%. Walk rate of 7%. Pretty good. And adding pitching depth, especially in the relief right now, is not a bad thing. But if I'm really nitpicking, adding another righty to this bullpen is a little redundant. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be interesting to see what the Jays do with all of these additions. Obviously, with Henson, um, when the trade first broke, he's an outfielder slash sec- second baseman. Yeah. And when you see a guy who's a second baseman, that means he doesn't have the arm or the range to play short. So um, he has similar numbers to um, Kevin Pillar in terms of offense. Um, I'm not too sure what they're going to do with Law. Um, I look through his stats. He's around 92, 94, touches 96 on his fastball, which isn't too bad. But again, another righty. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Jays do. The one player I found really interesting in this trade is Juan DePaulo. And I think he's around 20 years old. Really 21, lanky, yeah. 21, really lanky, projectable kid. Um, he was signed as a free agent by the Seattle Mariners out of the Dominican Republic as like a 16-year-old. And I had a chance to just watch some video of him play when back in like 2017. I think I watched a little bit of video of him back in 2018. And the ball just comes out with so much life out of the kid's hand. He's around 92, 94, if I remember correctly. And there's just more in that body as he gets stronger. Like if you look at this kid's frame, you can just see that 
there's more in there. And um, I actually talked to a, uh, a buddy of mine who scouts down in the States, and he says, and the thing he told me about this prospect is just super mature for his age, understands how to pitch, um, good kind of good control of secondary stuff. Apparently his changeup's really good, and based on the video that I've seen, it's, it looks like a legitimate pitch that can work on the next level. Um and I mean that's very useful to have in your minors. Like he could develop and be a back of back of the rotation starter. Right now, I think he projects more as a reliever. But I mean, you have an, a super athletic kid who's projectable, throws high heat, and has a good secondary pitch. That's something you can work with. And I mean, he's 21, which you can't really complain about. You just trade a Kevin Pillar for all of this. Yeah, he's the number 19 prospects in in the San Francisco farm system, or was. So when you can flip Kevin Pillar for someone like that and then some, it's kind of hard to hate on this. And uh, you were right about Hanson. His offensive numbers are eerily similar. Right now, his slash line, his career slash line, uh, 238, 269, 384, with a career OPS of 653 and an OPS plus of 76. It's pretty much identical to uh, Kevin Pilar's. So it, I mean, Pilar's what, 260, 297, 396 with an OPS of 692 and an OPS plus of 86. The margin between them is not really far away from each other. Yeah. And I mean, Kevin Pilar is a more marketable dude. And um, just I, what's the, the big thing is 40 man roster. How are the Jays going to uh, kind of, figure this one out um I'm a, i i believe uh, these two guys are out of options so you're probably going to have to dfa somebody i know they moved uh, dalton pompey to the 60 day I, um I right. um i'm assuming maybe urania is going to be uh sent down to the minors just because he hasn't he has options left so I, i'm just very curious to see what's going to happen but i'm assuming henson's just going to take urania's spot just because he's out of options and obviously the Jays made another little trade on the side. So it's going to be really interesting to see. But just me as a prospect buff, really excited about the young kid they got and just really curious to see what Anthony Alford's going to bring to the table. Really curious to see what they do with all these extra pieces that they just brought in. Yeah, I joked about it at the jump of the show that they acquired Socrates Brito in exchange for Rodrigo Orozco. I think, guess you pronounce his name. Um Brito has spent three years in the bigs with the Diamondbacks, and he was claimed off waivers by the Padres and then shortly designated for assignment. So Pompey, as you mentioned, on the 60-day IL, and from what I understood, I could have read it wrong, but I think Brito will be coming up to the Jays soon. Um, I don't know if they have to make more roster moves for that because Alfred is with the team right now. So I don't know, but regardless, hey, it's a really cool name, and he's probably super smart because his name is Socrates. They just don't pass that name out to anyone. There we go. That's honestly, at this point, that's all <laughs> I really know about this guy. He's 26, and he doesn't have stellar numbers on on the major league level at the major league level. So um, I'm just a little confused of what they're going to do with with him because he doesn't seem like a guy who's really a good fit on a major league roster, and we don't really want him to take up much of the time um from all the young guys so that's going to be really interesting but again great name that's that's one for the books it's good because like there like i mentioned the expectations are low we don't know uh what these kids or what these players will turn out to be but like i said the expectations are super low and they can just sort of relax at this point right Mm -hmm. um it's so i i like it depth is always a good thing and right now in terms of 
pitching depth in the minor league system. That is something that the Blue Jays were severely lacking. So whatever they need to do to bolster that, I think it's a good thing. Again, I know fans uh, really liked Kevin Pillar, which is kind of peculiar to me because, again, it's kind of a what have you done for me lately. But in terms of personality, I guess he's well-liked. But, look, it, it the writing was on the wall. Uh, I think there's writing on the wall for other players on this team um, I think you're going to see a totally different Blue Jays team than you're seeing right now in 2020. So, uh, look, yeah, it's good. And I, th- and I think there's two different types of Jays fans. There's the Jays fans that, I mean, remember the Jays fans were obsessed with Ryan Goins, mm-hmm. and Ryan Goins can really do anything at the plate. Stroman included. <laughs> there we go. Um, I mean, I think Stroman had hit more dingers last year as a pitcher than Ryan Goins <laughs> at a KC, right? So... And that's just how. And then there's the other side, the other side of the coin, where Jays fans just kind of understand the numbers and what Kevin Pillar actually brings to the table. And you're like, ah, this isn't gonna work for me, bro. So <laughs> that, that's kind of my thing with with that whole thing. With that whole thing. Um. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you got to head back to Toronto, but five games in. All right. They yep. they had a pretty good split with Detroit yesterday. It was terrible. I don't know if you caught the game, but Sean Reed Foley sort of threw up on himself. Um, no. But you got to be happy with the starting pitching other than Sean Reed Foley at this point, yeah. are you not? I mean, you you obviously have to be happy. Um, the one thing is the Detroit Tigers suck. Yes. So you can't really read too much into um, – read too, uh, too much into those starts. It's only one start. The season's still young. But obviously, um, Marcus Stroman looked really, really good. Matt Shoemaker looked really, really good. Uh, and it's something I noticed in spring training, just watching Matt Shoemaker pitch. He throws a really heavy ball, lots of life, everything down in the zone. His splitter's nasty. So like when he controls all his stuff, which he had going for him against the, uh, the Detroit Tigers, I mean, he's going to be really good. Obviously, we have to see how he does against the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees, who haven't been playing well to start the season in the Houston Astros. But I mean, it's it's a it's a good it's a good start on the pitching side. Um, I still really like Sean Reed Foley simply because he has some of the better stuff in the Blue Jays system. He just can't control anything. So hopefully he gets that together. If he can con- just control and command his stuff, he'll be really, really good. And I think um, a lot of talk has been made, t- said about guys like Barucki, Pannone. I think if a guy like Sean Riefolo can just control his stuff, he's going to be lights out and better than guys like Barucki and, and Pannone. But I, I like what I saw from Trent Thornton a lot. Um, I was really intrigued by the, his curveball. Um, I think Pat Tabler surprisingly said the spin rate on it was like 3,200 RPM, which is Damn. which is actually pretty elite. Um, uh, um, and the fastball is 94, 96. So the stuff is there. Um, I didn't like too much that he got deep into counts. He couldn't put uh, hitters away, but he's young. It was a really great first step and a really great first impression. And that's really what the season's going to be all about, just guys giving their first impression. So in terms of pitching, I have nothing. I, I can't complain about anything. Sanchez didn't have a blister, so not everything's good on that end. The offense looks horrible, but, I mean, I, I think you kind of expected that. It's going to be interesting to see what it looks like when Vladdy comes up because that would just change everything about this team's offense. And I think Danny Jansen's going to get it going a little bit with the bat. I think Anthony Alford's going to show some stuff. So 
Uh, we'll see what happens. Season's still young, but there's a lot of interesting pieces here. Uh, Guriel's the one player that's kind of like, Ooh. but yeah. <laughs> you know, like just throw that ball. He's throwing like Josh Donaldson threw from third base last year, except, like, except it's way more erratic. Speaking about third base, it's really cool to have a third baseman this year without dead arm. That's yes. So a guy who can throw across the diamond, that's really neat. But in terms of Lourdes Gurriel, um, I wasn't too huge about him last year. Um, I think he's really athletic. I think he he is better than what we're seeing right now. But it's going to just be very interesting with all the talent that the Jays have coming up. I, I'm struggling to see where a guy like Lourdes Gurriel fits in the long-term future. And especially if, I mean, if he can't really cut it at second, yeah, maybe left field. But, I mean, if the if the bat's struggling like it is right now and he chases a lot of pitches outside the zone, and I know Jays fans hate that. I hate it. Like, I don't want to see you chasing a slider outside yeah. off the plate. So it's going to be re- like those types of players. It's going to be just really interesting to watch. And he's and like a guy like Teoscar Hernandez. He has um, sometimes he, he tends to chase pitches outside the zone and his defense is kind of shoddy at times. So those are the players who are interesting because they're very toolsy, but you just kind of don't usually see it get put all together on the field. I do like your analysis of Sean Reed Foley. I do agree with you that he has a very, very high ceiling. The velocity is there with him, and you're right. It's just a matter of control. He's got to get that under uh, under wraps. And if last year was any indication, he did show flashes of it. And I know it was just towards the end of the year and all, but I do think he has a place on this team. However, if Trent Thornton continues the way he is, right, and you have Stroman Shoemaker, who's a I just love having that guy on this team, and his beard is just so fucking epic. And lastly, you have Sanchez, too. So you have those three aren't going anywhere, short of an injury. But on paper, they're not going anywhere. And if Thornton can solidify that fourth spot or fifth spot, depending on where Barucki will be when he comes back, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a place this year for Sean Reed Foley, maybe as a fill-in here and there. But I think right now for this year, he's... He, probably would be better off refining his skills in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, it's just good to have all these options. And injuries are going to happen. It's a long season. You have no idea. Matt Shoemaker might get traded. Uh, Buckles might not be good. Clay Richards might come back, and he might be horrible. Um, Marcus Stroman might get traded. Aaron Sanchez might get traded. Who knows? Maybe Sean Reed Foley in a year gets traded as well. The Jays have a ton of depth in their farm system. I think the, the really big arms for this team are a little lower down the Pardinos. I love Nate Pearson. I yes. love Poffenstein. Those are the big money names. Like I'm still kind of on the fence with the guys like Ryan Barucki simply because I just don't think he really has the stuff to be a legitimate top of the line starter. I th- But then when I watch guys like Nate Pearson pitch and I'm like, oh my God, this guy could be really, really fucking good. And that's and so I think the best of what the Jays can offer on on the pitching side is yet to come in like 2021, 2022. Yeah, that's when uh, it's supposed to be all coming together for this team. And I'm not trying to use the hashtag pun of come together, but still, you know what I mean. It's 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 probably going to be uh, for Jays fans going to require a little bit more patience. Which for me, I, it's exciting. This is a different type of feeling, as I mentioned, coming into this this team because. 
we have something to anticipate. It's not like 2017 or last season where it was just a wasted year. There was nothing really there, nothing to hold your hat on. This year and beyond, you're watching these kids develop. You're watching them form this identity. You're watching them blossom in front of your eyes. And I think right now is probably the best time to start really paying attention to this team, to see them do that because once it clicks, oh, man, I think this team's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. And the thing with baseball, like any other business, as a fan base, you want to see a team with a vision and a direction. And I feel like last year it was a little tough to see the direction because it was a little too early to go through the transition period just because of all the bad contracts the Jays had on um, on the on the table, but now you just see Russell Martin. He's he's off in L.A. throwing off the mound in the ninth inning, and now Tulo's gone, and all the all these older players are gone. You can now you can see the vision, and you can see what this team, what this manage what this front office is trying to do. And the big thing right now, I feel for the front office is just this is going to be a process, but attendance is really really yeah. down. I don't know if that's the biggest deal in the world right now because. Vladdy Guerrero is going to come up in a couple of weeks, I assume, and that attendance is going to shoot right up. Vladdy Guerrero is going to is going to sell on his own, and once and if guys like Anthony Alford start to take off, if Baraki comes in and he starts pitching well, and you see these young kids just really start to show promise, then I feel like that's going to deliver. Um, fans to the stadium on its own. And I mean, they lower prices on everything <laughs> at the concession stands, $5, which is incredible. Like, I can't wait to get out of school so I can just drop $5 on a hot dog Done. and beer. Done. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Before we do, I want to get your predictions for the next two series and the one actually we're currently in, and then we can wrap it up. Um, they got two more against the Orioles. They coughed up last night's game, as I mentioned. Only lost by a run, so it was close towards the end. But they got two more against the Orioles, then four in Cleveland. What say ye for the remainder of Baltimore and then four in Cleveland? Um, I mean, it's going to be tough to predict with this Jays team just because you have no idea what's going to happen with these young guys. I think the Orioles are going to be the worst team in baseball at the end of the year, so I, I, I'll i go with the Jays winning these next two games. Yep. Um, I think they're also going to get lit up by Cleveland. Yes. Like Cleveland <laughs> I, I, think, I think Cleveland's a very interesting team to watch because I don't think that division is so wide open as it was the last couple of years just because I really like Minnesota. But Cleveland still has Lindor. They still have Ramirez. Um, I know Lindor was hurt. I don't know if he's back yet. But their pitching is still elite. I think that's going to be a tough series for the Jays. It's not going to be like Detroit or, or, or Baltimore. It's not going to be a walk of the park. So let's go. Jays win the next two games. And is the Cleveland series a four or three games? It's four. Four? I'll give Cleveland three games. They yeah, deserve. that's exactly what I have. I had two initially against Baltimore to mm-hmm. be conservative about it. I, I was inkling to go for a street, uh, a sweep, rather, but I gave them a game, which they took. I got one against Cleveland. And uh, I know the Twins are exciting, man, but they're seriously, when you examine from the top down, there is no worse division in baseball than the uh, AL Central. Really, this is not. Yeah. yeah, I can completely agree with that. I, it's It's horrible, but... It's that's that's going to be the interesting battle over there in the in the AL Central, and it's going to be interesting to also see um, what Chicago does because they they're kind of like the Jays in a way where they have all these super super prospects coming up with Eloy Jimenez, uh, right. Dylan is going to be coming up. Uh, you kind of expect Yoan Moncada to um, kind of separate himself and start being that that really great player that he was predicted to be. 
Um, obviously, Kopech is down with Tommy John, but he's going to be back next year, and he just throws like 100. So that's an interesting to watch long term. They're kind of like the Blue Jays of the AL Central. But teams like Detroit, bleh, yeah. I don't know. AC is interesting because they just have a really good farm system at the very like in the high A level, so they're they're a project as, as well. But yeah, I agree. It's more Indians, Twins at this point. Yeah, KC won the World Series. They're they're good for the next couple of years. So. Yeah, they, they they can suck now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they always have that to hold on to. All right, that's going to wrap it up, dude. I appreciate you coming on on sh- such short notice. I'm glad we can cover this. It's almost serendipitous. You sent me a, me- a message not too long ago saying we should talk Jays, and here we go. We talk Jays. So uh, as I mentioned, you got your hands in a lot of things, and you're busy at school. I get it. So uh, why don't you promote anything you got going on? I know this isn't Raptors talk, but you did. You do, rather, still have the pick and pod. So anything else you got going on, go for it, man. The floor is yours. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. It seems like I'm on, uh, it's been twice in like two weeks now. That's right. Um, I was going to talk about this Calvin Pillar trade with my mother tonight. So it's I'm <laughs> to you. Um, other than that, pick and pod every Tuesday. We just released a new episode today. I'm still doing a lot of baseball work. Um, my thesis is hopefully nearing its end, hoping to defend that in, in July. And then we'll see what happens. All right, man. Well, uh, appreciate you hopping on. We'll do this again soon. Uh, there's probably not going to be a lot of shortage of Jays talk this year. So uh, I'll see you soon and go Jays. Yes, sir. Go Jays. for listening to the south of the six podcast don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at south of the six and subscribe to our show we're on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify yeah we're everywhere while you're at it if you liked what you heard do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review we appreciate it thanks again go jays and raptors